This is episode 120 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton, and we are approaching the High Holy Days. Now, the High Holy Days happen to be a series of festivals that happen in the course of the year, those being Yom Teruah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. Now, in this podcast, we discuss how we're going to prepare our hearts and minds for this solemn and set-apart event that happens within the Hebraic year. So, without any further ado, Hebrews in exile, you know what we do. Let's go! This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Donald Trump. And <laughs> I got to get my last podcast in before I go. No. <laughs> you know what? Oh my gosh. You this know is what? Sean Appleton, by the way. Yes, Sean. You know what? <laughs> you know what's funny? Is that <clears throat> I, hope, I, I, I hope you all listening won't be offended by this. I hope you won't because it's funny to me. And that's because I know exactly what's going on in the uh, uh, um, political world. No, what's the church? Uh, Destiny? No, what's what they call? I'm all of them. They. The fundamental, fundamental evangelicals. Fundamental evangelicals. I yeah. know exactly what's going on there. So I saw this mine, this mine posted, and there was a crowd of people that didn't look like us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had a sign up there that said, we thank Jesus for Donald Trump. Okay. And <clears throat> so my, my response to that was, which Jesus, the white one or the black one? Ah. Hmm. Yeah, because there are two of them. That's right. And you know, the fundamental Christians don't believe there's no black Jesus. Oh, absolutely not. They are not, <clears throat> they are not going to heaven to sit before no black Jesus. That will be now if if you want it, if you <laughs> see you laughing from a good healthy place. You got that stomach moving and everything. <laughs> if you if you want to see a <laughs> I see when then where you're getting ready to go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, think about the riot that's gonna be happening at the pearly gates. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Man, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope you all don't get offended at that, but that was that just that was just that thought just that's how I gotta I gotta get focused so we can talk about what we're talking about. Ooh. We up there standing around. Oh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so. <laughs> Ooh. Red. Sean. So we need, we need to start over? You want to start over? This is Robert B. Holman Jr. And then Sean Evelyn. And this is. No. Oh, okay. Jawway's this is our most hilarious opening. 
You had to see why it makes it so funny is you had to have the backstory about how what was going on off camera <laughs> that oh, led up to this, <laughs> led up to this. So it's good, Ooh, very good. My goodness, listen, Sir. listen. We are currently in the month of El Ul. Mm. Mm. Okay, go ahead. What? Why are you frowning like that? Why are you going up and turning? But go ahead. What? El Ul. El Ul. Okay. So. <laughs> no, I can't stop. I need to make a distinction. You got the mic. El Ul. El Ul is in a series of other months. I just want to make a distinction. And this may be very pedantic. But. Elul is a Babylonian name. I know this. I know this. Okay. But many of our Hebrew brethren don't know this. And why did I bring up Elul? Okay. Because we have a calendar. Oh, yeah. That distinctly identifies the various months. So if you're looking at a Akshanazi calendar, the Akshanazi calendar is going to have us in the month of El U, and that's Babylonia. I mean, yes. can, uh, Babylonian, uh, uh, a Babylonian name. Yes. Okay, I, 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 I knew that. Okay, okay. Then but I needed to bring it up. Okay. Because we got viewer, we got viewers and listeners, perhaps, that are still within the oxenazism of what they're looking at. Sure. Now, I could have put it, I could have said it this way. I could have said, we are in the front of the beginning of the high holy days right now. Mm. I could have said that. Yeah, you could have. And that would have been very true. We got them, we got them coming up here in the next <clears throat> two, three weeks. So... What do we do? What's the game plan? And how do we enter the seventh month on the Father's calendar, which happens to be the ninth month on the Gregorian calendar? How do we, what, what should be our thought process? What should be our preparation going into the Feast of Trumpets, coming out of the Feast of Trumpets, going into the Day of Atonement or Rosh Hashanah, yes. coming out of Rosh Hashanah and going into the Feast of Tabernacles. Yes. What should be our mindset? Question for me. Well, yeah. Okay. One, one word, Hebrew word, comes to mind. Um, uh, this word, zakar, to be able to remember. That's part of We've got a lot of them coming up. We got this, matter of fact, uh, the one that you just spoke about, the Feast of Trumpets, is uh, almost don't want to even call it a super Shabbat. It's like a, it's like a, a super, super, super Shabbat. Um, and one of the things that we have to do during this particular time is remember, we have to have our minds and hearts pliable for repentance, to <coughs> leave those things that we've been struggling with all year long behind. We've got the Day of Atonement coming up where we have to give an account for uh, the things that we've done and turning away, making a 180 degree turn from sins that we've been struggling with 
and walking in right standing with the Most High. Remembering our ancestors. There's just so many things that just, just that are germane to those particular days. Um, our exile that we were in in the desert when we get into Sukkot. There's this period of time is a real solemn, humbling experience for the Ibir where we are close to the Most High and the Most High is very close to us and we need to be in a place of meekness and contriteness, having a spirit of uh, being able to receive the new things that the Most High wants to supplant into us. That's how I would answer that question. That's how you know that word? That's how I would. And you're probably going to be like, this, okay. No. <laughs> no, that's a good, that's, <laughs> that's a good answer. Okay. The addendum to it is that going into this seventh month and these first two feasts, the Feast of Trumpets and the Day of Atonement or Rosh Hashanah mm -hmm. brings about... Oh, no, Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. Yeah, Yom yeah. Kippur. Well, Yom Kippur is the Day of Atonement. Day of Atonement. You, yeah. said, you said Rosh Hashanah. Huh? You said Rosh Hashanah a second ago. Am I wrong? We got Yom Teruah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. Yeah, you said Rosh Hashanah. And, well, no, uh, Rosh Hashanah is also is also synonymous with Yom with uh, Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. Okay. I mean, you can talk about Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, Day of Atonement. They're the same thing. Mm. The actions are the same thing. But there is a solemnness that we should be entering into right now before we get to uh the feast of trumpets which is on the feast seventh day no uh, feast of what? trumpets is going to be that so uh, in the calendar reading and hopefully um our help back there has this plastered over the screen uh on the 16th of september oh, yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't see that yeah 16th of september is the the first day of the seventh month. Now, here's the thing. I no longer have my Oxenazi calendar. So I don't know mm. I don't know how off it is in terms of what we have put together that's that's true because uh, this particular feast is going to fall on a Shabbat as it seems to be that all of them do. Mm-hmm. All of them do, yes. But I don't have my calendar to see, to to uh, to reference what the Oxenazis define as being uh, this particular day. And here's the thing, you know, they have been the authority on this ever since we have been in exile. Yes, they have. Now, the second thing is, this is going to sound, I don't know what this is going to sound like. I was approached a few years ago by a gentleman, I don't remember who it was, but he sent me information uh, reconciling the fact that the Oxenazi calendar was off, and he sent me some information that you now have put together in a calendar format, and for those of you who don't have this calendar, uh, you can 
get this calendar that's been produced by uh, by us here in Sacramento mm -hmm. that clarifies scriptorally, scriptorally, it clarifies scriptorally based on text, not only text, but also the auxiliary books that help support us to understand what the Father's true days and of celebration are. And the calendar uh, basically has come to the point of showing us that all <laughs> of the major feasts that the Most High has fall on a Shabbat. That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. They all fall on the Shabbat except for, except for two of them. Which one, is which is Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, and there's another and the one. feast of, and Pesach. And Pesach, yeah, those start on specific, <coughs> excuse me, days. And just to backtrack, um, I looked it up while you were speaking. Uh, don't please don't lose your point. But I'm going to read exactly what Google <coughs> says. The Ashkenazis say the uh, Yom uh, Terumah is, which is the feast of trumpets. It says in 2023 it will begin on the evening. Of Friday, September 15th, and end at sundown on Sunday, September 17th. That's how the Ashkenazis have it. Now, and the reason why their, <laughs> their calendar does what it does is because they're trying to cover the basis of the fact that they're not sure what day it is. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Now, my daddy said it's a poor okay. dog <laughs> who don't like his own tail. Mm -hmm. We've nailed it. And script, like you said, scriptorially. We, we've nailed it scriptorally. Yeah. Now, this calendar, where can where can people and how can people get this calendar? Because now here's a problem we got now. Mm -hmm. This is this calendar for this year. The new one should be ready to come out after uh, Feast of Tabernacles. <laughs> you see how see he had put me on the spot wow so um i'm just saying the 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 big <laughs> and i know and here's the thing <clears throat> i know we have so much on our plate right now we've got a ton of stuff on our plate that we're trying uh to get out and you know uh you happen to be the uh, the engine, the manufacturer that's running running the uh, the stuff that has to get out. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I'm sorry. There's only one of you, but I'm I, I I'm just I've just I'm too old. I didn't lost it, man. <laughs> no, you haven't. I have. I can't even. Just, I can't even. I cannot. Can't even. Almost can't even hit a hit a golf ball anymore. Come on, I'm gonna do the alto part. You do the tenor part. We've only just <laughs> begun. <laughs> to, to answer the uh, the initial question, where can they find the calendar? You can email me at personally, and I'm going to go in. I'm glad that you brought this up because I'm going to, as as you are throwing something at me, I'm going to throw something back at you. So get ready, all right? Don't don't shake it off like the pitcher to the catcher, like somebody told me. Oh no, I can catch. Okay, all right. I can catch a football. <laughs> right. I can catch a baseball. You can. The only now. thing I can't handle is a big old basketball. Basketball, okay. It just flows right through my hands. Oh, all right. So too big. <laughs> I do small things. 
golf ball, tennis. Yes. Yeah, yeah. all those stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What? So you can get the calendar at, uh, you can email me if you still want this year's calendar. And what I mean, and I preface this and I say this with all reservations, the 2022-2023 portion of this, which I have up on the screen right now, you can email me at, and I'm looking to one of these cameras, uh, S as in Sam, D as in David, A as in Apple, at writersblock.net. And how you spell writersblock is W-R-I-T-E-R-Z as in zebra, block, B L. O C K dot net. That's SDA at writers block with a Z dot net. Now, I've been doing some, we've been talking about this calendar uh, and the release of the next one because right now, I'm, this has been the first year that we've launched this and I've been selling them out the trunk, so to speak, quote unquote, selling them out the trunk. So you have to come to me physically in order to get them. And I emailed, not email them out, but I send them out and I ship them out. I am developing uh, a site. Kind of talked about this. But I'm developing a site where people, if for this next year's calendar, which will be the 2023-2024 calendar, you'll be able to go to the site, be able to buy how many ever you want and get them shipped directly to you. So I've already established a domain name for that. So be on the lookout for that. That site is going to be launched within the next 60 days. That site is HebraicCalendar.com. HebraicCalendar.com. It's under construction right now, and it's getting worked on, and we'll have the new one up. As far as the release of the next calendar, that won't be until the end of this year. I have to somehow come up with a theme, because this year's theme was, you know, places in the land of Eretz Israel. If you look at the calendar that we have, there would be shots here in this place and then also in the in in Disney Israel, which is part of our 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 ancestry, our heritage, our birthright. Um but I need a new theme. But it will be out. I promise you this. The 2024, excuse me, 2023-2024 calendar will be out before the end of this year. Okay, so public service announcement. Okay, I'm still waiting for my. Still waiting for. Oh, I'm still waiting to catch. Just, my, just waiting to I'm catch still, it. I'm, still, I'm, I'm looking for. I'm looking for. I'm looking. You're for looking the, for it. I'm looking for the ball. And so it, it, also, it, it what you guys need to be aware of coming out of this house, we're gonna take a little sidebar. Is a book by Robert B. Holman Jr. I don't know who if y'all know who that is. Great guy. Um, talk to him a lot. Um, if you get a chance to meet him, awesome, awesome dude. <laughs> but he has a book coming out and that book is Torah for Hebrews in exile that's right yeah it's finished it just yeah. needs to get produced and get out right so it's going to be available on Amazon in the next couple of months probably the next 60 days or so it'll be available up there 60 70 some odd days somewhere in there definitely before the year is over with um, and you'll be able to, and the reason why I'm bringing it up and I want to bring light to that is because the literature and the things that we're coming out to support the things that we're saying here, germane to text, are being made available to you. These are tools that you use every day. You use your calendar every your Gregorian calendar every single day. You should be looking at this because it combines both two things. The Gregorian calendar and the Hebrew calendar have been infused into one so you can 
you can use it as a tool as you move forward. And are we trying to make these electronic? I do not want to make these electronic. I want, and there's a reason for it not being electronic. is because I cannot control the distribution of an electronic copy of something. If I send it out electronically, then it's not stopping anybody from picking it up and copying sending it, it, copying it, and sending it I somewhere else. I got you. I'd rather you have the authentic, authenticity coming out of this house and not having it from some word of mouth. However... Torah form. Torah for Hebrews in Exile is going to come out in the Kindle format. Yes, it will be an ebook. Ebook. And it will be a hard copy. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. So shameless plugs. So that's what we got. So that's what we got going on here for you for you all. Mm -hmm. I mean, so now let's get back to what we're talking about. We have the Feast of Trumpets coming up. Uh as you read text in um um by equal twenty three. Twenty three and anywhere else where the Feast of Trumpets comes up, the Most High does not give us a liturgy for how to go about celebrating. It's a feast. Correct. Now, it's not a feast. It's not a feast for the word of, for the word of Yah. Mm. It's a feast for food. For food, for eating. For eating. Yes. Oh, and drinking. That's correct. As Colossians says, don't, don't judge us in eating and drinking because that's what Hebrews do. Oh, come on now. <laughs> come on now that's what hebrews do don't let them judge you for your observance of, of the new month the oh come on wait a minute <laughs> that's what the text says <laughs> i'm just quoting what the text says and your and your observance of the shabbat oh wait oh yeah so but what we're going to do and what the congregation is in the process of doing right now is preparing their hearts for this solemn period that's getting ready to happen here on the 17th of September. Correct. Feast of Trumpets. It will begin with the sounding of the shofar. What's the purpose of the sounding of the shofar? Hmm. You deferring to me? Sure. You're oh. going to roll. Armando. The purpose of the sounding of the shofar is an awakening. It is to awake Hebrew Israel to the solemnness and the importance of the days that are coming ahead. One, like I said, feast of trumpet. We start. We start with a celebratory feast. This also happens to be the feast that happened. Uh, right after, or right after, right after Israel had come out of Mitzrayim and they did the golden calf thing and Mashe had to destroy the first tablets and have them re 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 restored, uh, right after that and the Feast of Trumpets going into the Day of Atonement, which had to happen to sanctify Israel from their from their golden calf experience, the Day of Atonement, they had to go through this period of repentance. Mashe had to go into the Shemaim and intercede as an ambassador for these fools. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> How you really feel about them? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. 
they're not even a month out of the out of the out of Mitzrayim before they they got golden calves and they wish they had wish they had gone back and what have you. Mm -hmm. But in that whole dissertation, they have to go through a process where Moshe intercedes for them, gets the second tablets uh, uh, installed and brought back. And then they go through this Day of Atonement. They come out of the Day of Atonement. They go into the Feast of Tabernacles. They come out of the Feast of Tabernacles, and they immediately begin working on the Tabernacle. Mm -hmm. They cannot work on the Tabernacle in the condition that they were in in relationship to their <laughs> idolatrous state of being idolatrous with the golden calf. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So, so this Feast of Trumpets thing is all about getting ourselves prepared and getting our hearts prepared and, you know, start thinking about the things that you've done, we've done over the year that have not been um, in the best interest of the Most High and cleansing our soul. Mm -hmm. Because the Day of Atonement is coming in which that we're going to be judged. Yeah. Now, this is an interesting part. Because I want to make a point about Day of Atonement. Because as you are um, asked the question earlier, how do we prepare for this? I want to add something in here that hopefully, I'm going to put probably put this podcast out now, um, this week. Because <clears throat> um, we got some other ones that are in the hopper. Well, now that, you, now that you said that, for those of you that are, that are uh, watching live as we, as we are streaming right now, uh, you're getting this information, but this particular podcast will also go uh, in the audio format. And I want all of those of you who are listening by virtue of audio that you can dial into uh, Yahweh's Exile Empire on Wednesday, usually on, or we usually podcast every Wednesday evening, mm -hmm. and we usually start somewhere around, we're, we got in late tonight, but somewhere around a quarter to quarter to seven, seven. Yeah. Uh, and we go and we go live. So if you want to hear the podcast live, you can dial in around quarter to seven and you can hear us live. Otherwise, uh, uh, you can, you're, you're listening to this, the information that we're giving you so that you'll have it. I just want to let you know that. Go ahead. Right. So, so in, pre in preparation for this, this is one thing that, um, even the next time that I speak. Oh, excuse gonna, me. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Yahweh's Exile Empire is our channel on YouTube. YouTube I, yes. I need to make, make, make you, have you understand that. It's on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yahweh's Exile Empire on YouTube. You can hear us live uh, on Wednesday evening at a quarter to seven, and you can hear us live on Shabbat. We start at 11.30 Pacific time. Both of those times are Pacific time. Yep. All right, now you go. So, one of the, and even coming out of Yom Teruah and going into Yom Kippur, we're talking about preparation. Yeah. One of the things that we can do this year that we practiced last year, and I want to get the people's hearts and minds geared towards this, is physically starting to practice to fast. You need to start learning how to do that. So when we get to a Yom Kippur and we have a 24-hour strict fast that we go on because text mandates that we go on a fast for that day. And we're talking about the whole 24-hour cycle. Yeah, total, a total fast. Total fast for that day. Your body is prepared for it. So if there's some techniques that you've instantiated in order to help you start getting through that, start doing it now so when it comes time, you don't fall apart after a couple of hours so you can 
have the full effect of the mitzvot when we come back and we kind of yeah. do what we do. We should we start should start practicing at least if if you have a problem, you know, not fasting. If it's, if you go for three hours. Uh, start building yourself to four hours, start building yourself up to six hours, and so forth until you build yourself up to where you can do a total 24-hour fast. fast. Now, let me say let me say this about this. We're not advocating that you do this if you're on medications. Correct. If you have to take your medications, then you should drink the water, drink whatever water you have to have uh, to take your medications and eat whatever foods you have to eat if you have to eat food with your medic medication this remember something uh we are in an exile and we've lost the divine uh presence of the most high that sustains us and helps us not to have to be conflicted with the diseases of the nations that we are in mm -hmm. so in this exile some of our people, some of you are on medications that require you to drink water, to take them, or even to eat food with your medications. So don't try to think, well, I need, I have to do this. No, you're in, you're in, we happen to be in the Father's Day of Grace. And many of the mitzvahs that are in play, we cannot do. And he knew that that's the reason why he gave us grace. Jesus Christ did not bring us grace and truth. We had grace long before he was ever a thought in the mind of the Greeks. You hear me? I said in the mind of the Greeks because he's not in the mind of the Most High. No. In the mind of the Greeks. So, so we're in this day and period that if for some reason... Uh, you know, you 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 have to. You're unable to uh, participate in a mitzvot. Then you know, don't beat yourself up about it. The Most High has given us grace. However, that doesn't mean that we just willy nilly, uh, you know, abstain from doing things that we know we should do just because we have grace. As as as, as Shaul Shaul in Romans said, shall we continue to violate the law? Because we have this grace, you know, he says, no, Yahweh forbid. So that's that's kind yeah. of what I want to want to I want I want to help you with that, so you don't feel like you're like you're like you're you're boxed in to have to do something. Do the best that you can. Yes, absolutely. Do the best that you can. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. So that's kind of where we are with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, there's there's certain. I mean, as we get closer, we'll we'll, we'll talk about the di different things that we have to do on those specific days. We now, one of the things one of the things I'd like to do sure. this year uh, is to have a a a convocation, uh, which is, which is what it is. It's a holy convocation, holy feast. I like to have a convocation where we can invite people in to what we do on that particular day and do it by virtue of Zoom. Oh, okay. I no. like I like to do that. Okay. So what what we what we what we God, I can't talk tonight. What 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 jeez. <laughs> I got thing my early. thoughts together, but yeah, it's, it's like, not coming out my mouth. Um <laughs> what we'll need to do is to um is to um Give you, give the people our Zoom uh, sign-in address 
So on that particular day, when on the Sabbath, when we come in to begin celebrating that, they can dial in and they can celebrate uh, the Feast of Trumpets with us as a congregation through Zoom. Yeah. What you think about that? No, that's perfect. That's perfect. I thought where I thought you were getting ready to go was kind of like bring a friend to school day. <laughs> where you where we say okay, well, which yeah, is which bring, is a good thing yeah, too for the yeah company. bring a bring a bring a friend to Zoom. So we have a we have a, a big well we we got a we've got a pretty good size uh, computer up here mm -hmm. that we deal with, and we have we can bring people in to or on this big screen that we have and zoom in and participate in oh, the feast of trumpets with us as a congregation. Those so you won't be left alone wherever you are. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be very um, beneficial for us to say, you know, even we have friends and family that are kind of like on the fence about what we do, and it's a good opportunity for them to see yeah. this is how we conduct ourselves. And bring him to the the holy convocation. Yeah, I know I mean, it's going to be a good thing. Right, and, and I I know we have uh, our congregation in Palm Springs, and I haven't I haven't talked to Teacher uh, Eleka about about it, but I'm, I'm I'm planning on doing so and ask him if he want he and his congregation want to join us on Zoom uh, for that particular that particular feast and see. You know, it would also be awesome if they could do it. And maybe if it's just only one person and the timing works out, because I know that they're hours and hours and hours ahead of us is having uh, Pastor Isaacs. Uh, no, I call him Pastor Isaacs, but um, Ambassador Isaacs um, uh, available, you know, maybe for a couple minutes if he's available to get to a cafe or something that he can he can zoom in with. That'd be awesome, too. But I mean, it's just something to think about. But yeah. The more, the more the merrier. That's yeah, what it's. Right. That's what a convocation is. Is yeah, we're we're right, here to, right. to so to convene. So that's that's where we are. And and if we if we if we can do this, and it works well for the feast of trumpets, uh, we can also do it for the day of atonement, which we come together, which is a solemn part in which that we come together, close out, close we close out the day of atonement uh, here in our congregation. We have a big soup feast. Uh, that we that we go through and what have you, and it's real. It's a real good time. Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I gotta. I don't want to speak out of school here, but there's a reason. I think why. Obviously, the Most High has it because I have a note on there that says it starts the day before, in the evening. Yeah. So that 24-hour cycle. That's why we're able to convene and break. Right. And do what we uh, need uh, to do for, for Yom Kippur. For Yom Kippur. Yeah. Which is which is a good thing. Right. You know, and it's all we're trying to do is be in as much compliance as we can with the most high's teachings and what he asks us to do. Right. Now, there I mean I mean really what we're trying to do is is help you to prepare for this time frame that becomes very solemn and very special to the most high. These are his meeting times and they're special to him and we want to make them special to us. But what I was getting ready to say is that uh, it's very interesting that, uh, matter of fact, I'll be talking about it this week. Let me go to Job. Job, Job, Mr. where Job. are you? Job, there you are. Job, bring up Job chapter number one, and I think I want to go to verse number six. Job one and six. Go to Job one and six. Let me talk about that for a minute. Happy. And, and I want to sh I want to share something with you all that 
you're not going you're not going to deduce and you're going to probably think about where did you where did you get this from let's read the text it happened one day that the sons of El came to serve Yahweh or I could say it happened one day that the sons of Ea Asher Ea came to serve Yahweh mm -hmm. and among them came the adversary okay Yahweh asked the adversary where are you coming from the adversary answered from roaming through the earth wandering here and there listen to what the question that the most high asked Yahweh asked the adversary did you notice my servant Eov that there's no one like him on earth blameless upright man who fears Iye Asher Iye or El and shuns evil the adversary answered Yahweh is it for nothing that Yob fears El you've put a protective hedge around him his house and everything he has you've prospered his work and his livestock are spread out all over the land but if you reach out your hand and touch whatever he has without doubt he'll curse you to your face Yahweh said to the adversary here everything he has is in your hands except that you are not to lay a finger on his person and the adversary went out from the presence of Yahweh now here's what I want to here's what I want to focus on it happened on a day that the sons of Iye Asher Iye, that's the Malak, that's the angels. The angels came to serve Yahweh. Among them came the adversary. Now, this adversary is not a red horn individual. It's not the devil. And if you've been paying attention to uh, my dissertation that I started last Shabbat, it's on YouTube, called uh, The Devil, Hasatan, no, Hell, The Devil, and Hasatan. I'm explaining who this adversary is. And you can go to our, our YouTube channel live and you can hear uh, my dissertation that I began last week that I'm going to finish on this Shabbat coming. This adversary is not a, it's not the devil. It's a, in this particular case here that we're dealing with here, it happens to be an angel, a malach, that happens to also reside in the Shemaim, that happens to do bidding for the, mercy, for the Most High. That's his job. Okay. Now, we can look at this particular text and it starts out by saying it happened one day. That one day, and what, what brings me to this narrative, is that he's wandering to and fro in the earth on this one day. And what he's doing, what the adversary is doing, he's looking for those who he can present before the Most High who are, are, are unrighteous. That's his job. 
That's his job. His job is to bring an accusation. It's his job to accuse. It's his job to slander. It's his job to find those who are unprepared for this day of atonement. What am I saying? This one day here in the book of Job happens to be the day of atonement. Mm. Now, there's an interesting thing about text, as you very well know. Mm -hmm. Many of you may not know this, but Job is the oldest is the oldest book in text. That's right. It precedes all of the texts of the historical books beginning in Bereshit. It just happens to have been positioned somewhere back in the back, but it is the first. Job is the first individual that is confronted with this particular question. Mm -hmm. If we go to the auxiliary books in the book of Yasher, chapter 22, I think it is, in verse 54, we're going to find the same language mm. that the Most High is presented with from the adversary. Have you Consider considered my servant, your servant, Abraham? Abraham. He, ever since he has... You have given him this child. He has not offered you a sacrifice. He has not paid attention to you. He, and I'm paraphrasing from the text, he has completely forsaken and forgotten you. Have you considered mm. him? Mm. And then the Most High goes to uh, the father Abraham in the same context that we have here, and that's when we have the... Uh, the uh, the Akada, the, the uh, what's the term? Uh, can't think of the term. Let me put it in this context. When he takes takes Isaac uh, to sacrifice him up on the mountain, mm. the same verbiage. Have you considered him? And the same language is is applied to Father Abraham. That's applied to to uh, Yob, being that he is starts out with saying he's a man from Uts. Uh, this man was blameless, upright. He feared ill and shunned evil. This is the same language that we're here when we look at the language that's written about Abraham. Abraham. But the issue is, is that the adversary's job is to go throughout the land and find the individuals who are not worthy mm. of being meeting the criteria for atonement. Therefore, he asked the question. The Most High asked the question. While well, you've been running through the light and you've been you've been gathering or looking at those who qualify and those that don't, have you considered my servant Job? Mm. That's the question that comes up. Okay. And then the adversary simply says, "Well, yeah, you've given him everything. If I touch him, he'll cuss you." The Most High says, "Well, let's let's put him to the test, mm -hmm. and mm. I'm going to allow you to test him." Right. So this this conversation is going on in the Shemayim with this Malak whose job is an adversary. Now, rest assured, listen to the way the text, the text says it happened one day that the sons, the, the, the Malak, their angels came to serve Yahweh and, and among them came the adversary. There is no evil inclination abiding in the Shemayim with the Most High. That's right. None. So, so this adversary had to be one whose job it was to be adversarial mm -hmm. and to be one who uh, slanders and one who makes all these things. But 
you have to understand when he's doing this, in every case, listen, in every case where you find a reference of the adversary or an adversarial role, it's all about testing someone. Mm -hmm. See, the adversary or uh, the serpent showed up in the garden. Mm -hmm. That serpent represented a Satan. Mm -hmm. He slandered the Most High by saying what the Most High said is not true. That's, 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 what, that's what a Satan does. But he shows up as a serpent. Wow. And the process is he came to test Adam and, mm -hmm. and Eve. So every time he shows up, he shows up in a role to test those that are righteous. That's his job. That's his purpose. But he's not, he's not a red horn individual. But, I mean, you know, like I explained in, 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 the, in the teaching, anybody can be a Satan. That's right, an adversary. You an can adversary. be a, your own Hasatan yeah. against your own self. Yeah. You know, one thing I want to actually give you some kudos on, and, and, and it was very cathartic was to understand or very transparent for me, is when you just mentioned a second ago that the Most High, I had never even realized until this moment that the Most High is not going to allow anything evil in His presence no. in His realm. No. So therefore, when even if you look at the text of the things that He's asking the Most High, He's not asking them in an evil way. No. There's nothing. It's just saying, have you considered? He's just asking the question. Have you considered this particular person? Oh, okay. Yeah, and I have. And I'm going to use you to go ahead and test them. There's nothing that's e there's nothing he's, that He's bringing. What I'm saying is that slanderous against. Job, he's just querying the most high. And so because there's this stigma of that being the devil, I just, like I said, I just never even realized until this point that, you know, the most high is, there's no other place in text, no place no. in text that supports the idea that the most high would have an adversarial, adversarial spirit, spirit in the the well, Hashemayim no, with him. No, no, it's not a, he, he can have an adversarial spirit, but he won't have an evil spirit. Evil spirit, thank you. Thank you for correcting me. He won't me. have an evil, yeah, spirit, evil spirit or a yeah. wicked spirit in the Shemayim with him. With him yeah. Listen to the words. Go back, go back, go back to, to verse one. Okay. Go back to verse one. Where he talks about where he's from? No, no, no. From Uts, yep. There was a man in the land of Uts whose name was Eob. This man was blameless, upright. He feared El. And he shunned evil. Listen, <laughs> listen to the listen to the supplemental writings. Okay, chapter twenty-two, verse number fifty-four. Were we at Yasher? Yeah. Okay. And and I, I'm going to read it the way it reads here because they use they use the Lord and what have you. But and the Lord said to Satan, "Have you considered my servant Abraham?" There is none like him up on the earth, a perfect and upright man before me, one that fears me. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, fears me and avoids evil. That's the same verbiage that we have here. That's right there. In, in Job. Consistent. So, I mean, the issue is here, as we look at, as we look at what we're talking about, and as we come to close uh, for this particular podcast, is I wanted you to understand that we're entering into these high holy days and that our minds 
and our conscience needs to be focused on the severity of what's taking place. Now, I'm going to say something to you, and I want you to understand kind of what I'm saying. There is literally a time in the universe that the Most High judges. Don't think that he doesn't. There's a time in the universe that the Most High judges. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so from the day of atonement, from the day of atonement until the spring of Pesach, pay attention to the number of people that die during that time frame. Mm-hmm. And they die in series. Mm-hmm. Prominent individuals, and you see a lot of death happening between the end of the Day of Atonement and the Spring Festival. Mm. Now, you and I can be in a position of a relationship with the Most High where our days and our life can be extended. <clears throat> and our, and, and that's, that's predicated upon how well we function within the mitzvot that the Most High has given us. <clears throat> the Most High cannot save you from impending danger and death if you have not taken care of your body. True. If you have eaten everything you think you want to eat and you have gotten sick, you have diabetes, you have all these other uh, ailments that go with obesity and what have you, you got congestive heart failure and you've got uh, 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 sugar diabetes, uh, those ailments are a part of of disobedience and the most high cannot deliver you well I'm not gonna say he cannot he will not mm. because the because the disobedience has been willful mm -hmm. and it didn't have to happen that's right uh, absolutely if you've gotten along in life and you have just now jumped on this wagon of being Hebraic thank the most high and for the grace and mercy that is extended to you that has allowed you to even exist and live this long. Mm. And be thankful for the days that you have. But our disobedience in terms of how we've lived our lives up to this point and how we've, you know, we've just neglected the laws that the Most High has given us and we've just, we've repented, yes. We've come on board, yes. But it's been late. Mm. It's been late in life for a lot of us. And the thing about it is, what you have to realize is that it's better to have repented and had the maladies and the sickness that takes you to the grave in a repentant state than to go to the grave in an unrepentant state. Agreed. Meaning that even with these diseases that we have in our bodies and we're, 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 we're afflicted and maybe 
death is certain on the horizon, at least you know that by repenting and turning back to the Torah of the Most High and getting out of this idolatrous state of worshiping a God that's not him uh, and, and, and following the mitzvot, at least you know that if you are going in a state where your life is in danger of, of succumbing, at least you know that your soul, your soul has been healed. Mm -hmm. Because your soul is the part of you that's going to be revivicated in the days when we're revivicated from the dust. Your soul is not your body, but your soul. And as long as your soul has made its peace with the Most High, you can sleep. You can sleep comfortably knowing that in the days of the redemption of Israel, I'll be there myself. I'm going to, I'm, I, hey, I'm going, I'm going to be in the grave when this day, ha when this day happens. When the revivication and the redemption period of Israel happens, my soul is going to be in the grave. And if my soul is in the grave at that time, trust and rest assured that I'm making every preparation that my soul is in right standing with the Most High so that when I am revivicated from the dust, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll come alive and be in perfect harmony with him and the things that are going to go on during the redemption period. That's really what all this is about. Mm -hmm. Eloquently put. Very eloquently put. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing this because I'm going to scared. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to hell. I'm not, it's not no, it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm doing this and I'm walking in the mitzvot and the instructions of the most high because I, I've read the text, and I'm a Hebrew, and he asked me to. Mm -hmm. And not only did he ask me to, I love him. There you go. And, now, and one of the reasons I love him is because he has brought me through these many years, and I haven't been perfect. I've had a whole lot of flaws in my life arriving at the age that I'm at. That I'm at. Mm. But where I am now, I am perfectly assured in my consciousness and in my mind that my soul is in a right place with the most, with high. The most high. No questions asked. Absolutely. I agree with you. No question. And, and, and to prove it, the thing about it is, I can go to text and I can go to the text in the psalm where he says, if your, ways, if your ways please me, and I'm paraphrasing the text, if your ways please me, I will give you the desires of your heart. When things come up on me that are traumatic or even things that are in, in relationship to pains and things that, that, that bother me, I go to the Most High and I say, you said in your word, if my ways please you, you give me the desires of my, of your, of my heart. Mm -hmm. Well, I got this pain in my leg. I don't know where it came from, but it's driving me to the point where I, it's, I'm, I'm almost not able to walk. You know I need to walk. Most High, you said if my ways please me, you'd give me, my desire is that you heal my leg so that I can walk. So what does he tell me to do? He tells me, he says, well, why don't you go get some of that frankincense and rub it on your leg and your knee? And let's see how that works. And, uh, I mean, 
Slide it's, some oil to Yeah, me. yeah, you know. <laughs> this this leg is working well. I, I'm just saying, there are things there are things that are true about the most high that are not true about the other guy. Yeah. Very my soul is in a position where I can depend that if I talk to him, he'll hear me. Which goes to, as we close, uh Devarim chapter four. What nation is it that, that is, has these laws and rules and that has their elders close to them when they call? Mm -hmm. Nobody but Hebrew Israel who walks in his ways. Absolutely. Well, this has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.